You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 156 called How to Start an Educational Podcast, part two. In this episode, we'll talk about how to go about starting a podcast for you and or your students with a focus this time on the hardware and software you need to get started. In addition, we'll discuss publishing options and some things to think about when considering your choices. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. Hey, and welcome back to episode 156. This is our second part of the two-part podcasting, how to start your own podcasting uh, series here. This will probably be one of our last episodes that we record as Got Tech the Podcast. We are rebranding or changing our name to the EdTech Throwdown to kind of fit what we do when we go out and we present to other people. So we go to conferences, sometimes we go into schools, and the one thing that they always ask is, what are the latest and greatest ed tech tools, strategies, tips, and tricks? And we always present it in a way that Nick and I are competing, because it's fitting, because we always compete in everything that we do. So our ed tech throwdown is our bread and butter, and we kind of just wanted to keep everything consistent. And because we keep getting that Everyone thinks that we are a UFC or a ultimate street fighting uh, podcast with our name. We thought maybe we should just change our name and clear it up a little bit. So the EdTech Throwdown podcast will be our new name. Uh, that site and everything that comes with it is probably coming up, you know, sometime in February or March. Yeah, essentially, we just want to be one complete package where when we go present, it matches up with what we do on the show and it matches up with the website and the whole thing is all wrapped up into one nice little ball. That's the the main idea. So what are you really going to notice? You're going to notice a, a change in name. We're going to reorganize our our segments a little bit. You're going to get the same great information and things like that. We're just going to try to put a fun spin on it and Try a couple new things here when we start the new uh, the new launch. So we don't expect any interruptions within the every other week schedule. We'll still be uh, throwing out a podcast episode every other Monday. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. Yes, I'm excited about that. If you've never seen us present the uh, EdTech Throwdown before, make sure to check it out. At least if you're uh, on the East Coast, preferably the greater New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut area to the, what I'm talking about is the NJECC conference where guys and I will do that exact flagship throwdown presentation. Uh, and if you haven't figured it out by now, that's our, our favorite one to do. It's the most popular one that we do. 
and um, it's it's going to be exciting as always. I think we're doing two of them this year, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's correct. We have our regular EdTech Throwdown where we'll bring you uh, a lot of the tools that you've never heard of. That's what we try to do. There'll be a couple in there that you've heard of before, but we always change them up and we're always looking for the, the next thing that would excite teachers. So we have a regular one just with the EdTech in general, and then we also have one that is AI-specific. Yeah, in other words, you know, we may bring up Canva as one of our tools, but just so we don't look like dummies, we'll make sure that everybody in the audience knows that we know, of course, most people in the audience know Canva. So when we bring up Canva, we're probably also bringing up maybe some new aspect of Canva that you did not know about just to try and keep it uh, keep it fresh, keep it relevant, because that's what we want to do, especially at this conference, because it is, it is literally a conference of people like us. And, uh, you know, that's maybe the toughest audience. But if we can make them happy and show them some new things, then that's that's sort of the benchmark we're trying to hit. And I'm excited about it, as always. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. And I believe that wraps it up for our updates. We can get straight into the meat of this episode, which of course is a two-parter. Episode 155 was the beginning of this whole thing where we looked at how to start a podcast, either for yourself or for your students. This came about, of course, because we've been, we've been helping other schools and other teachers a lot, especially this academic year, with doing this exact thing. Oftentimes, those schools and teachers are trying to replicate what we've been doing, which is an entire course for credit. This is high school, but the one, you know, we've recently just helped implement this in a middle school. We're talking about a podcasting class where students take the course and learn how to podcast. So the things that we're bringing you today are, are can be applied in both of those scenarios, and we're going to try to address that. So if you're a teacher listening to this, to learn how to do your own podcast. That's great. If you're listening to this because you want your students to do a podcast, either for a project or an entire course, this can be helpful for that too. We're just trying to meet all of those needs without overwhelming. And it, the good news is that as it turns out, the process is not a, a whole lot different depending on, on what you're doing, especially in this one, because we're focusing here on hardware like microphones. How do you go about doing this? What do you have to buy? Do you have to buy anything at all? And what are, are our recommendations for all of these things that's eventually going to get into recording and editing and publishing and, and all of that stuff as well? So that's what you can expect here. Yeah, so what, what we'll do is we'll go through all these uh, these products, these tools, and we'll try to give you different price points for each one. We always try to stay on the free level or have that as an option. Uh, and then we'll go through some low cost and, you know, some of the more expensive versions of everything. So I guess without any further ado, we should just go in and we're going to talk about microphones first. So Nick and I, we started using our earbuds in our phone. All right. So that is an option. You can speak directly into your Chromebooks or your phones uh, using an audio recording app, which we'll talk about later. That will get you an audio file. It won't be the best quality, but it will get you there. But if you want to stick to under $75, you could come in at the $12 to $15 point and just get a pair of earbuds with a microphone on it. And that's going to be 
passable, usable audio. We did that for a while. All right, so that is something that you can kind of work towards. And then I would start there, see if that your kids or you actually like podcasting. I will tell you as an established podcaster, Nick and I got very lucky. A lot of our tech, uh, at least my personal home technology and microphone, came from a guy who bought all this expensive stuff, probably spent about two to $3,000 on it, tried podcasting, hated it or didn't have time for it, and then I got to buy everything for $500. So I'm sitting there with a pretty nice setup now at home, basically because someone else, you know, tried it, hated it, spent way too much money on it. I would make sure that this is something that you want to do and, and start simple. Uh, if you're a solo podcast, there's no reason why you can't start with earbuds with a microphone and record on your phone. I will tell you that Brian Carpenter, Fresh Air at Five, he does this all the time. He records through his phone all the time, and it's awesome. I listen to it every time he publishes an episode, and I listen to all his Twitter posts. So you can easily do this with a very simple setup. I think he has uh, Bluetooth earbuds, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure Brian will let us know. But uh, I'm just saying it's a very easy setup, and it sounds great. And it's very informative and awesome. So if you haven't checked out Fresh Air at Five, he introduces you to a whole bunch of different podcasts. And he does it on his walk at five in the morning. Yeah, it's a cool concept. And, and that kind of goes along with what I wanted to point out here. If, if you're worried about sound quality right off the bat, I wouldn't worry about it so much. Will it be very nice if you have an expensive mic where your voice sounds super crisp? Yeah, that's great. And that does make your show more listenable. But way more important is that you're bringing people something uh, in terms of the content and the information that is interesting, that they want to hear. You know, people will deal with the the slightly off sound of your, you know, your, your built-in let's say that you like you just said the the microphone that's built into your earbuds they'll deal with that way more than they'll deal with a boring show right that doesn't really matter as much so great advice there to start with what you've got that air quotes free version and we know it's not really free because this does imply that you have things like a phone or earbuds or Chromebooks maybe for your students and all those things of course cost money hence the air quotes free but those things are more than likely essentially free because more than likely if you're listening to this you've already got those or your students may already have those um, so that's why we're considering it that way but you want to you want to start there and and just make sure you've got a, a good concept right and if you're still at that stage then you know don't skip our prior uh, part one of this episode 155 we'll give you lots of great tips on like the actual development of your show but you know for brian carpenter the reason it works at that lower quality audio is because it's super fascinating what he does. You've got this, you know, this mental image of of him out there for his morning walk. Uh, you can even, you know, sort of visualize what that looks like, and it's it's just it's just good to listen to. So you, you don't care that it's not coming off of like a five hundred dollar microphone is the point here. So that's a, that's really powerful advice. If you check out our show notes for this episode, you'll see the, like the complete list of all of the microphones we recommend. You know, my personal favorites 
are the Audio Technica mics. I know you already mentioned those guys, but I think they're great. They're easy to use. Uh, you get really good quality that is noticeably better than a built-in microphone. And there's some other ones listed there too, like the, the Blue Yeti. We've got a couple of those. There's these other ones called the Rode Podcasting Mics, and we've linked both of those in the show notes. But of course, you could just Google any of these, the Rode spell R-O-D-E. Uh, the specific models that we're recommending, of course, linked into the show notes. But there's just lots of lots of options there. Starting with that free version is is the best advice we can give. Yeah, the free version is there. The low cost ones, a lot of those low cost ones, they're low cost because they're USB microphones, which means you could plug them right into your laptop or your PC. All right, so the Audio Technica. I want to point this one out because it's like $49 and it allows you to start with the USB, but then if you want to upgrade into an XLR, it has XLR capabilities as well. So you could plug it into a mixer. All right. So that is my absolute favorite one. So it has both uh, compatibility there. If you're doing a class podcast and you don't have enough in your budget, enough money in your budget, to buy you know three or four setups of of three mics per setup you could just go with the snowball mic and that has the capability of recording multi-directional so four directions so you could have four people sit around it sharing a microphone in the middle of a table so that's an option i threw the blue um, yeti mini usb mic in there because it's on sale right now for 59 bucks that's a great deal uh, if if you're just podcasting or you need one or two of them, that might be a way to go. In the medium cost, those are all under 180 bucks. The Yeti package microphone bundle, you can't go wrong with that. Two Rodecasters, you can't go wrong with those. And then I threw a different one in there, which is a Shure MV7X XLR, which is awesome quality. I really like what the Shure mics are doing right now. They're value is is unreal uh we did put two different mics in the high cost that's above 180. we have the heil pr40 they come in at about 250 a mic and we have the pod mic usb versatile dynamic broadcast microphone uh, i think that's in around 300 as well all the links are there those are the microphones, but we did want to highlight some of the different steps. So you have the uh, earbuds with the microphone, and then your next step up are the USBs. You have that uh, crossover with the Audio Technica that's USB and XLR, and then uh, you have the XLR mics. So start simple. Make sure you like what you're doing. Make sure you it's a passion because if it's not a passion then you're doing a lot of work and it's it could get drag you know it could be a real downer for you. So make sure that's the creative outlet that you want to do and then from there you can start, you know, purchasing some of the other stuff and investing in yourself and your podcast. So let's head over to the recording and editing and and really this is Nick's bread and butter. Um, he's our editor. I know how to edit. 
I believe I taught him at the beginning. You did indeed, yes. <laughs> and then uh, this is a case where the student uh, surpassed the uh, teacher. He's he's very comfortable in the editing lane, and I enjoy the social media. I don't know if I enjoy the social media, but I put up with the social media. And yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, some of this stuff it's kind of what your personality is. Like I I kind of enjoy editing. I I like the there's like a level of satisfaction you get from making something look nice and sound nice, and it's it's similar to. You know, if you say you're working on something in Canva, uh, maybe as you're developing the logo for your podcast, let's say, and you finally finish and tweak it, you make that last little adjustment and you're like, man, that looks awesome. You get that same feeling while you're editing um, as you're deleting things that don't sound good and fitting different snippets together. It, it can be satisfying. So you, you got to focus on that as you go through this. Uh, we're going to begin with the air quotes free options here. Uh, again, this can be as simple as if you've got a smartphone, which you probably do if you're listening to a podcast at all. But uh, on that smartphone, there's going to be an audio recording app that just comes with it. And that that could be where you record at no extra cost to you. Uh, so again, that's maybe a place you want to start at least for your first three episodes to make sure you're into it, I would begin with that. Uh, from that audio recording app on your phone, it's, uh, whatever you record and say into that, it's going to allow you to you know, send it, probably via email or text or straight to your Google Drive or whatever, but it's going to give you that file so that you can then bring it somewhere else for the editing. Um, so that would be the first one. Um, other spots to record, there's some online recorders that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, one is called Vocaroo, V-O-C-A-R-O-O. -O. Uh, Vocaroo, I believe, is recording only. Um, it is free, so you can go there. There's, It's literally just a website with a giant record button in the middle of the screen. And when you click record, it's going to, uh, you have to allow your microphone first, but you start talking and it picks up whatever you're doing. So that's a good free version. Another one is Sodaphonic. And Sodaphonic is great because you can record and actually edit a little bit. So some overlap here. Uh, with Sodaphonic, though, if you're using the free version, it's going to cap you at about three hours uh, of audio as a limit. And then after that, you have to start paying, which maybe is not so bad, right? If you're trying to just dip your feet in the water and get started, Sodaphonic is a good way to go. If you're trying to find something for student podcasting, they probably won't go past three hours. You don't want their episodes to be much longer than five or 10 minutes anyway. So chances are they will not reach that three-hour limit. So Sodaphonic may work. And there's really no training needed for Sodaphonic. It's very, very simple. You go there, you hit the record button, and you'll you'll know that it's recording. And, and then the editing even is, is, is very simple. Um, some other things you could do if you've got Chromebook, uh, Chromebooks for yourself or your students, there's all kinds of extensions that will capture audio directly into your Chrome browser. Uh, I linked one that has fairly, uh, fairly high rating called Chrome Audio Capture. And again, super easy, super free. Um, another thing that's going to overlap us with the, you know, recording editing is, uh, my personal favorite and our recommendation something called Audacity. Um, Audacity is a download. So you're going to have to, I would recommend just Googling it, um, but you're going to download this onto uh, Windows basically. So you're not working out of, out of the internet. I 
believe you can. I haven't checked on it in a while, so I'm not sure where that's at. But the version that you can download for free onto your computer is better. Uh, the reason we like Audacity is because it gives you essentially like a professional feel to editing, but without any cost. We didn't even really list any of the expensive audio editors here because they generally take lots of training and education and hours on YouTube to figure out. With Audacity, it's going to be a lot of that same stuff, but for free. And that's it's designed by developers to be a free version to a lot of these other tools. Will it still take some training to use? Of course, but it's it's very simple. And it's, it's sort of our, our go-to right now for um, audio editing. This is my absolute recommendation. If there's any way that you could get a PC or a laptop in your classroom, workstation, whatever it may be, go with Audacity. You will not be disappointed. All right, this will give students that professional in-studio feel that you're really trying to get them to buy into. Uh, yes, it does not work on Chromebooks. It will work on iPads. So if you have access to iPads, uh, laptops, desktops, any of those things, it will work there. I would try your best to get that and make that happen because it is just a phenomenal program. It allows you to put in those after effects. Uh, you can normalize the audio. You can, if you have like a buzz in the background, oftentimes you can edit that out. Audacity is my recommendation. All the other ones are passable options, but Audacity is my absolute favorite. Yep, I would agree with that. And if if this is what you're going to go with and you're going to take our recommendation, it's worth your time uh, once you get that download to just head to YouTube and, and do a quick search for, you know, editing podcast audio in Audacity. Just just anything and just and pick whatever of the first most listened to videos pop up there. And you're going to see different people's recommendations for how to take the raw audio that you recorded and make it sound better. One of those things is probably going to be a tool called Compressor that takes really loud areas of the podcast and lowers them while taking very quiet areas of the podcast recording and raises them so that everything is of a similar volume. Uh, Compressor is something you're going to want to run across the entirety of your recording. Uh, other stuff, like I mentioned, is normalize and noise reduction. You can also like make uh, just certain areas louder if you want to. There's all kinds of effects, but you're going to figure out like, you know, we call ours the secret sauce and it's essentially the same like three or four things that we do to the audio of each recording every time that gives people a consistent sound. But it's not worth us really describing that here. Uh, it is worth you watching somebody on YouTube go through this because it's very visual. You're going to want to see you know, where to find all these things in Audacity, uh, but generally very easy to do, and especially once you've got the hang of it, this whole, all of this can happen in, like within minutes. And that is, I think that's pretty much it for like recording and editing. Are there others? Sure. We could spend hours just listing off names, but those are like the top five that I think we would uh, recommend to people with Audacity, of course, getting that little feather in the cap as, as our favorite one. Um, there, you know, more of the overlap here is going to get into then, you know, where does, where does this stuff, where does this stuff go when you're finished? So this next section is going to focus on the, the publishing of that. Um, but you're going to notice with a lot of these, especially the first ones that I list, these will also be places where you can record 
and edit and then host as well. Um, a lot of websites are trying to do this as like an all-in-one in, all in one thing. And I'm just going to rattle off some of these names now. We're not going to go too in-depth. Uh, Podcastle is a big one. That's an all-in-one recorder editor and it's going to be able to host your show as well and we'll get deeper into exactly what publishing and hosting means in a second uh sound trap is another one that's actually not for hosting that would just be recording and editing uh zencaster is a very huge one for recording editing and hosting if you want it all in one Podbean, another great example of this and um all of those are going to require some payment as well we're not going in detail on the types of payment plans for these because it's insanely complex. They've all got multiple levels. Essentially, you can spend whatever you want. The more you spend, the more it's going to do for you. Some of them even have like a, a free version that you can go with. Um, just be aware if you're going to go with a free version on one of these all-in-one packages, there's going to be limits in terms of maybe how much you can post. A lot of the times, the free version means that uh, that company then owns the audio that you're posting there, which maybe you don't care about, but maybe you do it. If they own it, then that means they essentially can do whatever they want with it. They can post it as their own. They can take it down. They can make money off of it because it's not yours anymore. So just be, be aware of what you're getting if you are going to use the free version of any one of these things. Um, of course, we have to mention WeVideo, another great place to record and edit, and they have a, you know, a, a direct use uh, for podcast recording in there. It's going to be a fee for that as well. There's a, a free version, again, with limitations. And if we're talking recording and editing, I've got to mention a new tool that we're actually using right now. We have for the past few episodes. It's called ReSound, which uses AI to automatically help you remove things you don't want in your recording like um and uh you'll find that when you begin you're going to do that a lot you're going to say um ah uh, and all sorts of other little fillers way more often than you want to and some of your time is going to be spent removing those which you can do by hand by listening to every second of your audio highlighting the ums and the uhs and the likes and tapping delete to make them go away and that's what i did for many many years and two to three hours just editing every single episode. Um, however, if you want to pay a little bit, there are now AI tools that do that for you. And ReSound is one of those. And it works really, really well. Yeah, so ReSound, I'm a big fan of trying to get lifetime deals of tools uh, when they first come out. I take a risk in uh, people making these tools they want to do well so what i'll do is i'll research a little bit about the person or group of people that are making the tool and if they had other successful projects what i will do is um take a risk on them so for resound right now for the next eight days all right so um Today, we're actually recording on the day that we're going to publish, which we don't like to do because it puts us on a, a strict time restraint because we have posted on Mondays every other Monday for, what, five years almost now? Right. So we don't like doing this, but last week was just a crazy week with a lot of snow and weather and sick kids and all that. But um, let me land my plane here. Uh, ReSound is an awesome tool. And I got a lifetime deal on it for $49, okay? 
Uh, ReSound, I believe, is ran on Audacity, but it does it uses AI to use all that editing stuff that Nick would normally do, uh, and it will do it and make it sound great. And at the end, it has its own secret sauce in there that's going to make the audio sound professional. Now, we don't get rid of every little thing. We're not a perfectionist podcast here, but we do try to eliminate some of the distractors. Or if Nick uh, loses his temper, which, you know, every once in a great while he does, we might want to remove that from the podcast. More like me losing my temper. I get fired up. But anyway, uh, Resound is $49 for a lifetime deal uh, on AppSumo. And I put that link in the podcast show notes because uh, I think it's a very valuable tool. It, it really allows us to sound better and work less hard. So work smarter, I guess. Yeah. But out of all these, the free and the not free versions... Still number one is Audacity for me. If your school has Wii Video and is paying for Wii Video and you can't get a iPad or a desktop or a laptop, uh, I would definitely recommend just using Wii Video because the kids know how to use it. All the other stuff could be stuff that maybe down the line as you get more established and more serious about it, then you could start maybe doing some of this other trying some of these other tools. But if we video and audacity work for you, just stay with we video and audacity. We love to give our students a couple options. Yeah. It's worth mentioning too, that if you're sitting with a uh, laptop computer in front of you, when you record, which you probably are, um, you can record directly into audacity as well. So if you can imagine plugging in, say your audio technica microphone uh, and it's USB cable straight into your computer, that can be recorded directly into Audacity. So as you're speaking, that audio is going into that computer and Audacity is capturing it. That's going to save you the extra step of maybe if you're recording on your phone or in Sotophonic, you then have to download and email the MP3 to yourself so that you can import it into Audacity. Maybe saves you a step to record straight into Audacity as well. So Audacity can be the free one-stop shop of recording and editing if you want it to be. And I think that's that's worth mentioning. Yeah, and also in this section, we want to do mention some of these video audio capturing services. Uh, a lot of us have used these for teaching uh, virtually through the pandemic times. I'm talking about Zoom. I'm talking about Google Meet. Oftentimes you could record those and then rip the audio from the... Uh, the video if you want to do that or you could publish it as a you know video podcast uh you could do that as well so yeah there is google meet yes there is zoom uh i'm gonna probably mention the most popular one which is Streamyard. Streamyard is is big there uh there are others that they they use out there, but StreamYard's usually the main one. It does have a freemium version where it has the StreamYard stamp in the bottom right corner, and I think you're limited to a certain amount of time. Uh, but the one that I found on AppSumo for a lifetime deal, I'm very happy with. Uh, that's called Melon App, and every once in a while, it will come back for a lifetime deal uh, on 
AppSumo. I know it did uh, during Black Friday sales. It came back for three days. So you might be able to get something like that or take a chance on one of those. But Melon App is very similar to StreamYard. Uh, I, I just can't. I, I really enjoy it because a lot of people are paying a certain price, say $25 a month for some of these services. And I've spent 99 for a lifetime deal. So after four months, it's really a free tool for me right now. And uh, I, I just think it's an amazing tool. So there are some video audio options out there. All right. So that brings us to kind of the last two components, and that is publishing in, in social media, which, of course, is how you get the, the word out there about your show. Uh, with publishing, there's kind of two approaches to take. One approach is you have your edited audio and this can be as simple as you drop the mp3 file into maybe your google drive and then you have a free google site with just a link that people can click and when they click that link they are just listening to the file that is in your drive you can replicate a similar process in something like canva sites really any free website you want to start just with google sites and canva being the easiest ones you could just put links to your audio on those things. And, and that works if you're not interested in, I don't want to use the word real, right? But if you're not interested in like making a podcast that people listen to on a podcast player like Spotify, if you don't really care about that and you really don't want to pay any money, then that's a, a route you can go. Um, you're not going to get many listeners uh, unless you do a, a, a heck of a job publish, pu sort of publicizing this on social media and constantly letting people know how to get there because most people are not listening to podcasts in this way. But it is an option and it would be publicly available if you wanted to do that. Um, you know, Geis is going to come in here with some more info, but the second option is the air quotes real podcast where you have something called an RSS feed. And that is what allows you to have your podcast automatically populate to podcast players like Spotify, Apple, and, you know, the list goes on. So you've got to think about what, which of those two versions you want to do here. Yeah. And you did a great job mentioning some of the most popular ways in, in school publishing, because a lot of schools don't want their students to be found on Apple Podcasts and things like that. Uh, here at Hopewell, we do want our students to experience the real-world taste of publishing, and I think it helps with the buy-in. But you have a podcast, and then sometimes you have a site that kind of brings everything together. So we have a site, it's called hvspn.com, Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network. And, and we include blogging and, and student photography, and student artwork and, and things like that, writing poetry, short stories, all that onto the website. And we do that through a place called Podcast Websites, which is just a WordPress, um, it's a WordPress site. That's what it is for podcasters. And and Nick and I are in the transitional phase of going from one WordPress site to another WordPress site. And there are free versions of the WordPress site. But if you don't care about blogging or anything like that, you don't need it. Uh, you don't need the WordPress site. But we have resources that we like to share out with everybody in our student side of things. We want to make sure that the 
people who are doing some awesome artwork and photography and, and writing and things like that, that we're able to recognize them as well. So we do want the WordPress uh, side of things. WordPress is free for the lowest version of it. And you can go up. There's a $4 a month plan, $8 a month plan. We are on the $25 a month plan. There's even higher than that, but the $25 a month plan, which is $300 a year because they give you a discount or whatever, um, that one is is sufficient for us. So that that's going to you know do the trick. Another place that you could publish your podcast to is YouTube. If you have an RSS feed, you can simply copy and paste it into YouTube podcasts, and it will automatically upload your podcasts to YouTube as you publish them through one of these other sites. But right now I'm going to mention my favorite. So there are a lot of hosting sites uh, such as um, Podbean, Libsyn, uh, Anchor, all those. But the one that I like the most is Captivate.fm. Captivate.fm is the podcasting platform that I would recommend because it's going to give you more bang for your buck. You're paying $17 a month. And I know this sounds like a lot, but it manages all the pushing out to all the different players. And they pretty much, if you have a podcast uh, player out there, they pretty much deliver to that service. And it's easy. It's like you set your podcast up for Apple Podcasts and then basically use the RSS feed and everything else is pretty much a one click. And that will take you to Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, uh, Ghana podcast catcher. I mean, there's some that I've never heard of that it's going to, why not send them to all of them? All right. So captivate does that for $17 a month. You could have unlimited podcasts. So if you have 25 student podcasts, uh, different ones at your school for $17 a month, you can push that out to all the different podcast players. And it also gives you, each podcast has its own website. So every time you publish, it will go to that website. It will publish there. It will kick it out to all the podcast players. You have an RSS feed, so you put it in YouTube and all those things. So my recommendation out of all these is definitely going to be Captivate if you're going to publish it out to the world. The statistics behind it are our students now live for likes and comments and smashing that thumbs up and all that good stuff. Captivate gives you so many statistics. There are people that listen to your podcast all over the world. It's going to show you a map of the world and it's going to color coordinate how many listens you have in different countries and things like that. The statistics are phenomenal. It's really a life skill that you're teaching these kids. And for $17 a month, I think it's very affordable. Um, let's close it out, and we'll, we'll do a little bit on social media in a second, or guys primarily will, but um, let's wrap up all this. I'm going to give you my, if I was going to start my own podcast today, here's how I would do it. And you can take it or leave it, and you can judge me however you see fit. Oh, I'll judge. You actually know a little bit more than me uh, in terms of how all this should go. But what I would do is I would buy a microphone that I could plug directly into my computer with a USB cable, probably one of the Audio-Technicas because it's cheap and I like how it sounds. Let's say I get it for you know 50 bucks on Amazon, one-time fee, I've got it forever. 
Uh, I'm going to download Audacity for free to do uh, the recording for me and the editing for me happening all right there in Audacity. And I am going to pay for the uh, monthly Captivate so that I can uh, get my RSS feed through them. And they do all of the pushing out to all of the podcasting apps, as well as all of that data. Because if you know, that's probably why you're making the podcast, you want to share something with people. And the way people get it is by, you know, it being in all of these places so that you know, others can find it and listen to it. So that's what I would do if I was going to make my own personal podcast right now. Do you agree? Disagree? What would you change? I agree if you're going to have guests. If you're not planning on having guests and you're doing a solo show, right. I would do the Brian Carpenter model. I love this model. I would go with my iPhone, some type of recording app, and, you know, earbuds with a microphone because it allows you to podcast anywhere at any time about anything and that's that's you know perfect for me so if i if i like you know doing yard work or something like that and i want to record a podcast while doing yard work i can do it because it's a hand-free process you hit record and you just start talking so it gives you a lot of flexibility as far as the other stuff um I would use the Audio Technica if I'm planning, if there's a possibility for uh, guests or someone else joining you, a co host or something like that. I would definitely use that uh, because it has that XLR feature as well. And so it, there's a lot of flexibility there. Sounds great. Audacity is my tool, Captivate.fm is my, my choice there. So I agree with everything there just whatever you you need to kind of use what's going to be best for you and i strongly suggest that you start very very simple um that simple option of the earbuds is so effective and it sounds fine especially if you're using audacity to edit because you're able to get rid of some of the background noise and all that stuff uh, so I would definitely go there. But let's uh, end this episode with social media. I'm going to just say the most common and upcoming social media platforms. You have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Mastodon is up and coming. Threads is up and coming. Blue Sky is up and coming. Nick, you probably haven't even heard of most of those. I mean, the ones at the end, no, for sure. Um, you know, I'll just for food for thought, the uh, – as of 2024, I mean, right now it's January 2024, the biggest social media platform is, believe it or not, Facebook. That is, like, by far what people are on. Not all people. Uh, the, the age bracket for Facebook users is, is, is higher. So you're looking at probably 30, 40-year-olds and up as the primary Facebook users now. If that's your audience then it's worth putting your stuff on Facebook. Um, younger people, almost exclusively TikTok and Instagram, and Instagram is going to hit sort of the mid-ranges a little bit more. Of course, this is changing all the time, but it is worth doing a little bit of research into like, you know, for whatever age group or type of person is going to listen to my podcast, 
what sort of platform of social media will they be using? So that's, I think, worth mentioning here as well. And I don't want to go too much into the stats because this kind of thing is changing all the time. As Geis just pointed out, there's a bunch of new ones there that I hadn't even heard of. So you just want to make sure to pay attention to those metrics as you get into uh, you know, publicizing your podcast. Yeah, so those are the social media platforms. Going in and doing a unique post for each one of those is a tedious, painful process. So I've started branching out into social media managers. Now, I hear a lot of great things about Buffer. Uh, I tried it. I like it. I'm just not willing to spend money on this part of my um, journey. So buffer is a paid service monthly charge i'm trying to get us away from these reoccurring fees every month i took a chance on blue strawberry which is another uh lifetime deal uh, i believe i got this on dealify um, there are several different uh lifetime deal websites so i i shop around all of them i believe that one was on dealify i believe it may or may not be on AppSumo, or it was and now it's off of there but blue strawberry is pretty good we used to use recur post the free version uh and then there are some other ones that are coming out or have been a little bit more recent than buffer such as social b and hootsuite but Really, these are all paid services. There might be a free version where it allows you to hook up with one social media account. If you're hooking up to one social media account, I don't really see how it's that beneficial than just going straight to the, the, uh, you know, Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever. Other than the fact you get to schedule when it goes out. So if you wanted to do a whole bunch of posts throughout the year and you want to schedule them all at the same time. Uh, you could do that in these uh, managers. So that's there. And the last piece is email marketing. Oftentimes, podcasters uh, try to get people to subscribe to their newsletters, or maybe they offer a free ebook. Getting people's emails allows you to push out content, you know, whenever you want. So if they're on your newsletter and you say, I'm going to send this twice a month, and every time I release a podcast episode, you'll get a newsletter that you know, kind of goes more more in depth and shares resources about whatever topic it is. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, other than that, that's going to, I guess we can, you know, put some of these email marketing things in, such as mail, MailerLite, MailChimp, ConvertKit, but there's going to be a cost to those as well. And uh, you could go check some of those out. It just allows you to automate Different things such as, um, you know, if someone subscribes to your newsletter, two days later it sends up a follow-up email with, you know, the last newsletter, and then every month you can send all those people on your email list and another newsletter. So that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode. Uh, you know, this has been a lot of fun because a lot of these tools we've tried in the past and really at the end of the day you need to – figure out what you're comfortable with, what works for you, your workflow, and uh, just stick with what is comfortable to you, right? Just go with that. But at the end of the day, hit record, edit very minimally your podcast. It's supposed to be informal and get it out to the world because you have value and what you have to say is valuable to people, whether a lot of people, it could be a little amount of people, but 
in our world, in the teacher space, if you can reach and connect with one person, then making that podcast is worth it. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Got Tech the Podcast. Uh, please go subscribe to our podcast on one of the major players Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those socials as well. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know if you're interested in trying to start your own podcast or with your students. We'd help to be a part of, we'd love to be a part of your journey. Uh, until next time. Think about what type of podcast you would start and start it. Thanks for listening to Got Tech, the podcast. Remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at We Got Tech on Twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases, blog posts, product reviews, and PD announcements. You can also follow Geist and I individually at Geist Got Tech and at Nick Got Tech on Twitter or on Instagram at Nick Got Tech. Finally, remember to check out our website, gottech.com, where we post all our episodes, articles, and resources available to you for free. Until next time.